Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Kilmichael. Yes, absolutely would. There it is. Can't, can't, can't make it any simpler than that. And you know what, Brian? That's that? not too far from Nails. No, Just no, saying. we still have not been. We still have not I'm, been. I'm, I'm, throwing back, I'm throwing that back into the conversation so All we right, can so set what, that up. My week is the 29th, right? Yes. We got it. That's the week. That's the week we'll do it. Okay. You, you get Big Daddy on alert. and uh, okay, We can make it happen now. We're going to Nails. All right. Well. We're going to Nails. You should be going to Strange Brew Coffee House. And if you can't get there, sorted for to be shipped to your door, you can have it every single morning. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. They've got you taken care of with all the Strange Brew Coffee products that you want. Zoned out there for a second. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find just anywhere else. Only College Corner has the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Whatever you're looking for, if it's clothes, great. If it's for the car, fantastic. For your home, for your tailgate, for whatever, they've got you. And the holidays are coming up, guys. Time to get the Bulldog fans and your family what they want. Two locations. They are in Jackson. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Starville's best Mexican restaurant. And today would be uh, Wing Wednesday at Humble Taco. And I, I always talk about this. That to me, this is the dish that best sums up Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. We all love smoked wings. We have them everywhere, but you don't have them like you have at Humble Taco. They're different, and they are fantastic. Go get you a big plate of Mexican smoked wings. Go grab a couple of delicious tacos. You can't get stuff like that anywhere else. You can only get it at Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs. We always talk about what a great stop that is for lunch, and it certainly is. But not only are you helping out yourself when you go to Firehouse Subs, you're helping out your community because this is first responders month at firehouse subs. You can donate up to $25 with every purchase. And that goes directly to the firehouse subs, public safety foundation, which provides life-saving grants for equipment and training to first responder organizations across the country, including 800. The, the number I've got here is $837,000. I mean, that's great. That's great stuff. And so you do that every time you make a purchase at firehouse subs. Download the Firehouse Subs app, place your order. It's ready within minutes. You get great sandwiches, you get great reward points, and you're helping out your community. That's a win-win-win every time with Firehouse Subs. It is Rumblings Day, Robbie Falk. That means we have a lot of great questions to answer. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> sort of like yesterday where, where I, I stopped short and you were just like, what? Same thing here. You didn't have much. I didn't, I didn't know what else to add there. All right, then. Let's then, just jump yes. right in. Uh, Colton Watson, Robbie, how do you feel about the metal-esque vibe in a couple of Hardy's new songs? I'm a big fan. I love it. But I might I might be in the minority with that, and mm-hmm. I know there's a bunch of country purists that hate it. But I would I know Michael Hardy I know Michael Hardy pretty well, mm-hmm. and he's starting to lean into his real authentic self with that stuff. A lot of uh, what is going on. What are, what are we doing here? <laughs> I'm going to close this. I bet it goes away. So I opened a tab. I'm going to leave that in. I opened a tab that my wife sent me. She sent me a, 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 a web page 
for a Lebanese restaurant in St. Louis. We're going to St. Louis later this year for our family vacation. So I'm like, all right, I'll look at the menu while Robbie's talking. Unfortunately, they decided to play some great Lebanese music whilst. Well, I'm, I'm certainly glad that you're exposed for not paying attention to what I had to say and not, not putting all your effort into the show. I'm, I'm very happy that you were exposed by that. You're watching wrestling as we speak. It's on in the background. I'm not looking I'm at I'm allowed it. to look at a website while you're talking. I can pay attention to two things. But you weren't. I was you're going to. music in the background. I, I can't help. I didn't know the music was coming. Okay, so anyway, know. Michael Hardy does not play Lebanese music. No, no, I would be surprised if he did. He, I do like the, uh, I do like the vibe I'm getting from this. This is more my my kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's a lot of people that are upset about this. There's a lot of those country purists that uh, scream at me every time I post something about Michael Hardy, but uh, I like it. And um, and also prayers out to Hardy. He had a a pretty bad bus wreck the other yeah, day. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Uh, the bus driver is, like, in critical condition. Hardy had to go to the hospital. So, um, thinking about him and his band and, all, and of course, the bus driver, too. Yeah. Basically, the little that I know about Hardy, and, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm just saying I don't listen to a lot of country music. But that it doesn't seem like old-school country is what he does. So having a little metal edge to it seems more like it's it seems like it's up his alley. Right. And, and with that said, I mean he can do old school country. Yeah, he's a very versatile artist, and people don't give him that kind of credit. But he can write for anybody. He mm-hmm. can write for rock. He can write for outlaw country, whatever. Mm-hmm. But his personal style um, and kind of who he is has that metal background to it. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, also from Colton Watson, after taking in a wealth of wisdom from Mike Leach this weekend, my newly betrothed and I are wondering if you have any premarital advice yourselves. Yeah, first off, don't do it. Just get out while you still can. See, I, I have a completely different outlook than Brian. Brian apparently is having a bad experience, um, which to me says that Jennifer's probably having an even worse experience with you. Oh, but that's whatever. Just, Jeez, I'm she, just saying. She's living the high life. <laughs> um, you know, I, I feel like marriage advice, sometimes there's just a lot of common sense involved. You know, if you can avoid arguments, avoid them. You know, there's going to be sometimes you're like, I want to say something here. Just don't. Just don't. Absolutely not. Just don't yeah. say it. That, you, know? I, you know, I learned that the hard way early yeah, on. I mean, you, you, you want to stand your ground. You want to be, uh, you don't want to be, I mean, you got that pride and you, you don't really want to be one-upped, but it's not worth it. Yeah, it's just it's not. really not. When you're, when you're, when, when it's just you and her in the household, yeah. it, there's nothing for you to prove. So would you like to be happy or would you like to be right? Is how I look at it. I agree. And I, I've, lately I've been leaning towards happy. Yeah. Ha- happy is better. Whoever said happy wife, happy life, that guy was on to something. Nailed it. Yeah. All right. I got a just a series of questions here of people who didn't lock them up. Guys, it's just not going to happen for you. I'm moving on. Uh, from Andy Lossick, who wants to know, uh, if last week's Ole Miss helmets were supposed to be camo, explain to me where in the world that baby blue and white camouflage pattern would be any use at all. Uh, at the baby gap? Um, maybe at a uh, snow cone uh, restaurant. I I really did not get the. It's supposed to be like a fishing thing. It's not really so much camo as it's like a fishing thing. I think. And and this is not a uh, a Mississippi State and Ole Miss thing, but I very much prefer mossy oak over real tree or whatever. And I, I'm not a camo guy, but just as a a guy that's on the outside looking in, when it comes to camouflage, I, I'm I'm leaning towards mossy oak. That's like actual camouflage to me. Yeah, this looks like that digi camo uh, kind of look, and I, I'm not a big fan of that. And I I really didn't yeah. understand that either. I didn't get it. So uh, Andy Atkinson asks us. 
Did y'all hear anything about the video board squirrel? How could a squirrel get up there in the first place? Who do we contact to get the holes patched on the side of the video board so no more animals get up there on the side? What happened? There was a squirrel? I don't. I have no I idea. About, the last animal incident I heard at the stadium was when that cat got up on the uh, on the on the the concourse there a couple of years ago, and was just like hanging out two hundred feet above the ground. Yeah, that was interesting, wasn't it? I was scared for the cat. I tried to get him, and he he wouldn't come. Yeah, I tweeted I, at everybody. What, the mayor, the squirrel? The Pope, I don't, I don't understand the squirrel thing. I don't know. I mean, squirrels get into places. I, I, I don't know what happened. I haven't heard anything about this squirrel. So I need I need more information. Um, Broken Fairchild wants to know, who are the top three most overrated players in the SEC and who are two not named Will Levis? Yeah, I mean, Will Levis is clearly on the list. Give me, give me a couple of guys you think are a little overrated. At, at quarterback? Or anywhere, just any position. Um... I mean, I think most people are kind of properly rated. I mean, Will Levis is is really the one that kind of stands out just because we're getting hammered uh, about how he's going to be a first-round pick and all that stuff. I mean, everybody else, I, I don't see the same kind of hype for quarterbacks out there like he's getting. Um, yeah, I agree. And like we said yesterday, I mean, I, I feel like Hendon Hooker should be talked about as much, if not more, than Will Levis. Oh, I agree with that 100%. I'm trying to think who's somebody, you know, I don't think he's overrated, but he, he, he's he got some personal things going on that clearly he just, Kayshawn Booty, Booty is not having the kind of season anybody would have predicted. Yeah. So, And I think it's, it's kind of in his head at this yeah. point. And also, he just doesn't have a quarterback that I yeah. feel like can get him the ball like he needs to. Yeah. And then I'm just trying to think my way around the conference. There's somebody who's just like, that guy is, he gets a lot of hype. Anthony Richardson is a little bit of that. Yes. You can see, you can see the talent, but I think it's kind of calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Week one, everybody was like, this is the next Cam Newton. Yeah. Napier said that he was a mixture between Dak and Cam. Yeah. Come on. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Also from Brogan Fairchild, what do you think Arnett will do differently to contain a mobile quarterback? And do you think he'll change his scheme? Depending on KJ's availability, I don't think that anything changes. I think, I think they just keep moving forward. Yeah, I agree. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll. I don't really have anything to add to that. He's not the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. Uh, the Maroon Mike podcast. What do you think? Just come on our podcast and ask questions. Trying to trying to coat ride our coattails. Anyway. <laughs> Is it too early to say that Sam Pittman's Arkansas might have peaked last year? Probably a little bit, but I don't know. It, it just remains to be seen. I mean, because right now they got KJ Jefferson. He's a he's a pretty dynamic quarterback. What do they do at quarterback after that? Is is my big thing. I think they've recruited pretty well. Mm-hmm. They picked up a couple of guys out of the transfer portal, but yeah, I mean, they still have a another step to go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that first year he was here, they made a lot of strides. Yeah. But they had still won like three games. They were just better. You could, yeah. I think if you had, they had played a regular schedule and played their non conference games, they had a good chance to be like six and six eggs. And then last year, would they win eight or nine? They won nine. Nine games. They were nine and four. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they, they still got a lot to play. They prove. got a lot of work. And I don't, that I don't program was they, in terrible shape when he got it. It was. I, I think they can be consistent, like, you know, seven to nine wins. Yeah. But can a Sam Pittman coach team be an SEC West contender? It's my, it's my biggest question uh, because that's the next step for them. We know that, he, that they can be pretty good and that he can recruit cr- pretty well, but can they compete with Alabama, beat Alabama? Yeah. You know, can they beat LSU consistently? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, also from the Maroon Mike podcast, we on this show thought playing coverage and making Max beat you with the, Max Johnson beat you with his arm would have been the game plan against AM. Where Ar- Arnett was having none of it. 
and decided to live in the backfield all game. Wouldn't has a coach made you feel dumb? Lots of times. Lots of times I say, I think coaches should do this and they do the other thing and they win. So yep. I just give my opinions. I don't I don't worry about that kind of stuff. They're smarter than us. That's right. Well, I, okay, hold on. Hold on. They're they're they know football us, better than but, us. But that's what I'm saying. They're smarter yeah. than us, but sometimes their pride right. gets in the way of you know being actually yeah. making good decisions. All right. Yeah. We've seen that with uh with uh Jimbo Fisher quite regularly. I agree. Ed wants to know, would you rather be a Texas A&M yell leader or hop on a ship, go to the middle of Atlantic, put your legs in a bucket of cement, have your family push you off, sink to the bottom as fish at pecking at, at your flesh, and then finally implode? Yeah, this feels like a really easy choice, Ed. I'll be a yell leader. Yeah, give me the milkman suit. I mean, I get to be alive versus drowning to death while being eaten by fish. Going to go with that. Going to go with staying alive. It- Ed, I, I think, think you got a, a bad idea of what being a yell leader is. I think Ed has some deep-seated hate for the yell leaders. I get that, but man, I don't want to die. And I don't, certainly don't want to die in that fashion. And I certainly don't want to die where my family pushes me off into the water. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I'll I'll oh, do y'all. the uh I'll, I'll do st- the little whoop stuff all day. Whoop. Gig em. All right. Uh, let's see here. Matthew Watkins wants to know how many cities have I done for the strange brew? I have no idea. No idea for that. I don't keep up. Probably like 40 something. Yeah. 50. What are your thoughts on the addition of Jordan Davis? He finally looked healthy to me, even without the sack number. Yeah. He played well in the second half last week. I thought starting to starting to come around. Yeah. I think, I think the whole unit is starting to get better at rushing the passer. I think that's that's really good for Mississippi State moving forward because when they get Jaden Crumity back, I mean you're looking at a a pretty deep defensive line. Um, so I mean that's you, the guys are starting to step up there, and that's kind of what you've been looking for. Uh, Jeffrey Chancellor says there's a lot of excitement building about NCAA football coming back to the Xbox and PlayStation. What's the first thing you'll do to your MSU roster? And why is it moving Tulu to the slot? That will be pretty quickly on my uh, my to do list. To do list is rearranging the depth chart a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I always like to go through there and make sure everybody looks similar. Yeah, yeah. Things like that. But I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how much of State's roster is really on there, like to start. Uh, yeah, there, there's there's somebody out there. Like, well, now that they that they'll have like you know, those agreements with the players or whatever. I mean, I guess NCAA can actually put their names out, right? They can, but not everybody's getting a deal. Like, they're not going to go and get everybody off the Akron roster and pay them money. They just won't care about them. But Alabama, the big schools will get it. I'm just interested, where does Mississippi State fall in that? Yeah. So, and then I will begin my usual plan of we recruit fast but oversized linebackers to be defensive ends. We recruit uh, slower but still fast safeties to be linebackers, and we don't recruit anybody under running under over a four four to play corner or wide receiver. That's how we roll with Brian Haydad as your head coach. There you go. Works that's, for me. That's the plan. Nothing, nothing better than finding a safety like six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, who runs like a four five eight, and you're like, that's a little slow for a safety, but it's perfectly fine for an outside linebacker. Works yeah, every time. Uh, where are we here? All right. The maroon might pop. Oh, that's the same questions. They, they sent us the same questions twice for some reason. Yeah. Maybe uh, they had to fix something in there. I guess. So. Well, I mean, it's the same. They didn't delete anything. So, um, oh, they don't, they asked a second. They, they changed a question. Okay. I'll ask this question then. How much money would you lose if you had the same kind of confidence in your picks as the guy who swore state wouldn't win four games? Well, I'd be making a lot of money because I had state, I had state four and one at this point. Me too. Be doing pretty good. Yeah, that guy. No chance. No chance they win four games this year. Like, just, well, just I mean, tattoo it's, it's loser old, on your forehead. It's an Ole Miss fan. I mean, what do yeah. you expect? I mean, he's not going to be. He's not going to be you know, like super. I just excited can't for get over people season. who can't just have a reasonable conversation about college football. It just it drives me crazy. And those are the people that will call you know AP voters idiots. Yeah, for 
putting Mississippi State in there or not voting Ole Miss in the top 10, things like that. All right. The walking bully asks, Pittman is 14 and 13 in the regular season after taking over a dumpster fire, but a lot of veterans. Mike Leach is 14 and 13 at Mississippi State after taking over a rotten culture, running off 20 plus players and starting true freshmen. Why has Pittman gotten so much more praise? It's just this simple. We talk about rotten culture. That's something that we know about. The national media doesn't know about that. And they don't really. No, the care. national media saw Joe Moorhead went to back to back ball games. Exactly. beat Ole Miss twice. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were shocked. Yes. That Jim Moorhead was fired. Right. And whereas they also saw Chad Morris win four games in two years. Sam Pittman inherited a team that didn't win an SEC game in two years. Yeah. So they so, see that and they're like, his, wow, what a great turnaround. And then with Leach, I mean, yeah, he ran off 20 guys, but he, he ran them off. He, you know, he could have kept them. He, no, one, no one forced him to run those guys off. Also, Sam Pittman is just a more He's pers- personable guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the media loves him. The media loves Mike Leach when he's talking about weddings and, um, you know, what's your favorite, uh, chocolate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, Sam Pittman is a guy that people in the media get behind all the time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Drew Kisman asks, how much better would state be if they played three corners instead of three safeties? We've survived it so far, but Bama and NUJ will literally put their best receiver on Duncan and torch us all day. That being said, I know Arnett isn't changing a thing. Well, it's not even a question of playing three corners and three safeties. It's just a question of not matching Duncan up man on man with receivers. It's, it really is that, that simple. I mean, you need like people keep acting like Colin Duncan is trash. Right. He's he's a good player. Colin Duncan provides something in this defense. And to me, it's important to have him in the ball game. You just don't need to match him up with the best wide receiver on third down and six. That's mm-hmm. that's all that is. You need to you need to pursue his strengths more than exposing his weaknesses, and that's kind of the biggest thing. I mean, if you took if you brought you know Marcus Banks out there and put Duncan on the bench, I mean, who's to say he's going to be able to come up and make an open field tackle? On, on third down on a screenplay or something that Colin Duncan could do uh, or lay a big hit across the middle of the field. So, I mean, um, Colin Duncan is important. You just – I don't think it's wise to put him out there on an island with right. one of the best receivers I on agree. the team. I agree with everything you said. When it comes to run support, when it comes to forcing turnovers, helping in coverage, he's great. But out there one-on-one – I mean, and that's a stretch for a lot of safeties. You know, I think Green can do it because he used to be a corner. But yeah. it, it's tough. It's tough. It's so. But that's. The, but you're right in that. That's the the path that Arnett kind of has you on. Uh, Ford Polk. When we play someone in football, you interview an opposing team's beat writer. Do you ever do interviews for other teams' podcasts? You and I were both on Texags Radio last week. Yeah. Uh, I've done Walk of Champions a number of times with Ben Garrett. I've done Rippy's podcast a couple of times. Um. A lot, to my knowledge, like I look at other podcasts like ours, and not a lot of interviews being done, especially from the other team. Yeah, Um, not the big, not the big podcast, really. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the ones on our network they do interviews, but they're not, they're not the known commodities, I guess. Right, because a lot of those big ones they just have just a bunch of back and forth, and that's about it. Yeah, which I mean. It's it's great. Don't get me wrong, but you know why, why listen to us break down a team we don't cover? Right, like the whole get somebody week, else you know? on there for sure. Uh, rank these logos: Banner M, Walking Bully, Swinging Bully, Interlocking MSU, Flying M. What do you got? Number one, I think you're going to say Flying M. No, no, no. Oh, um. So, what was it? Walking, Flying M, Swinging Bully. What was the other? Here we go. Banner M, Walking Bully. Banner M's last. Walking Bully, Swinging Bully, Interlocking, Flying M. I'm going to say Interlocking maybe first. Okay. Walking Bully, Swinging Bully, Flying M, Banner. All right. I'm in. You good with that? 
Yeah, works for me. Interlocking first for you? Yes. Yes. I love the interlocking Nemeshi. Love it. Me too. Uh, did you know that a 28-3 lead is cursed? Not only did State and the Patriots come back from that score, but so did the 87 St. Louis Cardinals versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2014 Browns against the Titans, and the 93 Bills against the Houston Oilers. That, that's the playoff game, of course, that uh, the Bills came back in a furious comeback in the snow. The St. Louis makes- Cardinals? Yeah. Back they when were the fo- football team. So I had to I had to double take that for a second. They like I was like they were down twenty eight to three in a baseball game. And came <laughs> no, 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 that's the old the old St. Louis football team. So there you go. Anything that makes Falcon fans uncomfortable, I'm down with talking about. So shout out to Brooks Roberts. Uh, let's see here. We'll do one more here, and then we'll go to the break. Steve asks, since it's all but a done deal, according to someone on the AM message boards that Leach goes to AM after season's end, who do we see as his replacement? Even when they win, we have these questions. I know. It's just crazy. Uh, that's that was a fantastic I lo- again, message board geniuses delivers the goods. I guess if you can't if you can't join them, beat them. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. If you did you see that to them, join them. Two Mississippi State-related posts made their top 25 from yeah. the month of September. Yeah. Our friend Bulldog Backer's post about Austin Williams being drained of bodily fluids. His precious fluids. Oh, God, that was weird. at all. Um, and then the one about how they need to stop showing the ugly people at the games. Those were both classic. But they were both inside the top 15, I think. Yes. Well, that one, the ugly people was like third. It was way up the chain, so good job by those guys. All right, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. I don't know what's going on here. Had some things popping up here. Crazy stuff happening on the computer. There it goes again. Beef, it's what's for dinner. When this weekend comes around, if you're looking to cook out, nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. But if you want to stay inside, Bring out the big Dutch oven. Bring out the big chili pot. This will be a great weekend to do it. But whatever it is you're cooking, you want to cook it with beef. Beef always makes things better. Beef is always the best option when you're looking to add a protein to your meal. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. And this weekend after the football game, no better place to be than Two Brothers. Enjoy the incredible weather. Grab some great food. Watch college football. It'll be a fantastic time. Sit out there on the patio. Sit out there in, in the yard, and they've got you taken care of. And we, we've got a question coming up about our idea on the uh, the wings, Robbie. So we, we're gonna we're still still workshopping that idea, but we are going to get it into place at the home of Smoked Southern Soul Food. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it super easy for you guys to to know who to trust in the world of business technology. You just look and see who's been open the longest, and that's what Advantage Business System has going for it. Nobody stays around as long as they have unless they're taking care of their customers. So if that, that printer, that copier that you've got needs service, you call Advantage Business Systems. You can get the best names, the best prices, and if something goes wrong, the best service, the kind of service you expect to get from your next-door neighbor, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are a Mississippi business just like you. The number is 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Tired of living the three-stripe life? Well, we can make it really easy for you. Make a trip to the Rogue and check out their collegiate collection. These are some of the best polos and quarter zips you're going to find. And those quarter zips are going to come in handy as we start getting cooler each and every Saturday. They've got the logos that you want. They've got the M over S, the state script, the walking bully, and they've got the name brands that you trust. Great quality products that are going to last this season and beyond. It'll make a great gift this holiday season for the Bulldog or Ole Miss fan, Rebel fan, Golden Eagle fan in your life. Head over to the Rogue, shop at therogue.com, or check them out on Instagram at the Rogue JXN. No more three-stripe life. We're shopping at the Rogue. All right, the 901 Stark Dog wants to know, what's the better combination, the air raid and the effective run game, mac and cheese or peanut butter and jelly? I don't think mac and cheese is a combination. Like, who's just eating plain mac? That's, that's true. 
Mac and cheese is just kind of a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like spaghetti. Yeah. yeah like, or any pasta. I mean, you don't just eat the noodles by Nobody themselves. Nobody eats noodles just by themselves. You, you always have something with the noodles. Be it, it could just be butter or oil, but it's something else. Now, having said that, where does this rank with peanut butter and jelly is the question. I think peanut butter and jelly is the classic combination. It's, it's unbeatable. You're, you're uh, correct. I like the air raid and the effective run game, but the peanut butter and jelly is still the better combination. I agree with that. All right, then. Uh, we'll stay on uh, the peanut butter and jelly train here with Jay in Baltimore. Rank these meatless sandwiches, PB&J, egg salad, grilled cheese, pimento cheese, or a fried slash scrambled egg sandwich. PB&J has got to be one, right? <sighs> I think so, but grilled cheese, a grilled good grilled cheese. Two. Grilled cheese uh, is two. Let me tell you why PB&J is number one. It's so little prep. You just literally got to spread the peanut butter and spread the jelly. You got to do some cooking yeah. with a grilled cheese. That's right, but I tell you what, though. I'm not, you're not, you're not saying uh, anything to me. I love grilled cheese. But a grilled PB&J. Oh, is I mean, love. there's no. It's in another. It's in another. It's a little melty. It's a little melty. Yeah, I'm with. It was so good. And then, um, what I do to my grilled cheese is I add pepperoni. And I, yeah, bacon. Let me just let me just tell you, if you haven't done something like that, you it's need good. to do it. It's good. I've done that. I've done that. All right, so I'm gonna go. We're gonna go PB and J grilled cheese. I'll be honest. I'm gonna go pimento cheese third, and then the other two are can be tied for I, eggs. I don't eat eggs. I know you're not an egg guy, but I'm doing uh, the scrambled egg sandwich. That was a big thing in my family. Mm-hmm. My my grandmother made that for my granddad, my papa, every single day, and took it to the store that he worked at every day. And mm-hmm. so my mom kind of passed that down to me. I haven't had that in a while, but that's gonna be number three for me. Okay. And then I'm gonna go with. I, I'm not a big pimento and cheese person, so that's probably gonna be last. I'm not going to eat I'm like egg eat salad. A, no, but I'm, I mean, I'm, I would eat an egg salad sandwich before I ate a pimento and cheese. Gross. Egg uh, salad's fine. So I went, uh, somewhere the other day when we, we had a remote down in Wesson at Colin and they had a big spread from one of the local barbecue restaurants and the food was just fantastic. Right. They had some smoked pimento cheese dip. Ooh. Now that was good. I bet it was. It was good. Tasty. My grandmother makes pimento and cheese mm-hmm. like every week. And she asks me like every week, can I fix you pimento and cheese? Mm-hmm. And every week I tell her, no, I don't, I don't eat pimento and cheese. You know, you can tell you're Southern, by the way. If you had the and. Pimento. Pimento, pimento and cheese. It sounds like you're saying pimento and cheese. Well, she what what she says is permenter. Permenter. <laughs> and it drives me well, crazy. Like, Northerner would COVID, say pimento dude. cheese, and we make it sound like you're saying pimento and cheese. Yeah, I mean that's that's just how I've always said it. I, know, I guess. I know. Yeah, I guess I'm an ignorant hick. Well, I wouldn't go that way. Ignorant, at least. Yeah, yeah. You're not a hick. Uh, Tyler Hydrick. I watched a guy make super hot ice cream on YouTube last night. About ten of the hottest peppers in the world infused into it, and looked miserable. But part of me wants to try it. What's the hottest food you've ever eaten? You got one? Uh, food, I'm not sure. But I've tried those like hot sauces before. Like, you know, when you go on youth trip, like you do stuff like that. Yeah. And so, you know, we went to Gatlinburg and we tried like the hottest hot sauce. You know, they always... Yeah act like it's the hottest hot sauce in the world or whatever. Yeah. And I tried one on a chip and my ears turned like blood red. <laughs> that was tough. Like I, I almost puked. It was so hot. I tried some, I went to a sports bar and then tried that one of their, like not their chat. They didn't have a challenge, but they had like, these are the wings that if you're, you're an idiot, you'll eat. And I was like, I'll try them. It was bad. It was real bad. My brother-in-law um, that you've met, Big old Miss fan. Yeah. Um, he uh, he can't taste like hot, like nothing affects him. I have a he friend loves, like that. He, he'll, like he'll, he'll shoot ghost pepper sauce, man. 
Yeah, like he's had ghost pepper. He's had everything. Like they were on a cruise, mm-hmm. and he asked the lady, "Like I want the the hottest thing y'all have." So like mm-hmm. they they started him out at something, and he was like, "This isn't that hot." So then they went to the next one, like, "Oh, this is gonna get you." Well, didn't do anything. So it started pissing off the the people in the chef. Language. Well, it started ticking off the, the chef and the people in the in the kitchen. Uh huh. So they made him like the ghost pepper or something and uh-huh. they all came out of the kitchen to watch yeah and he just sucked the thing down like it was nothing those are the people man yes yes yeah. like i guess his stomach is just made of iron it's made of iron yeah it's 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 a blessing if you can get it i i can handle hot stuff but i don't like stuff that's just like so hot that it's not enjoyable yeah, yeah like yeah. i'm 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 perfectly good with spicy i love yeah. cajun stuff i love no, i'm not i'm not doing the the scorpion pepper carolina reaper stuff yeah. i'm just not I, I would like to enjoy my food i'm not sitting there trying to burn my tongue off exactly, exactly. I, I don't i also don't think sprite is spicy so i mean i can i can handle some why spice. is it spicy uh 901 start dog does tulu get a house call this weekend how big of a tone setter would that be to start the game I just recorded my uh, tailgate show for WKBB. I think Xavion Thomas is more likely to get the house call this weekend. I think there's going to be more punting than kickoff returning in this game for Mississippi State. I could see that. And Xavion, if he ever hits the hole like Tulu does on those mm-hmm. kickoffs, because Tulu is just forever rolling. Yeah. Well, he, get, he gets up to speed. He doesn't stop. Xavion tries to cut. He tries to juke and stuff like that. If he ever just hits the hole, mm-hmm. he's going to be tough. I agree. Um, I, mean, I, could, I could definitely see him at some point this year running one back. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Maroon and White Nation. That's still around? I had no idea. Um, I get the Texags message board is a joke to most of us. But let's say AM truly blows up in flames and they are forced to get rid of Jimbo at the end of the season. Would Leach be a top five candidate? No, I don't think so. They're they're not going to pay Mike Leach that kind of money to come there. I mean, he's if they're if they're paying a coach a hundred million dollars or whatever, they're going to go get a guy that's going to compete for national championships. Right. They're going to. They, yeah, Leach is not the guy. And plus, Leach, I don't think he would fit in there at all. So, uh, let's see here. And they're trying to do a bunch of stuff with NIL. I mean, Leach yeah. is not really. Leach is not in that. They 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 want dynamic recruiter. Is what they want. Uh, Rob Hadaway, and in honor of MSU palindroming AM, it's nine and two record overall in palindrome games. It's unblemished. Huh? Palindroming. You know what that is? You know I, what a palindrome is? No. A palindrome is a word that's spelled the same forwards and backwards. Oh, okay. So when you win 42 24, you've palindromed them. That's fun. Yeah. So anyway, uh, it's unblemished 4-0 record in Starkville when palindroming, and it's first home palindroming since the 1985 Syracuse game. Why is the word palindrome not a palindrome? We've said palindrome enough that it's gotten weird. Now the word sounds weird in my head. I don't know why palindrome is not a palindrome. Acronym's not an acronym, so I don't know. Kudos to, to him for... I guess looking up, doing the research on finding the the palindroming, yeah, in Mississippi State's history, because yeah. I I would not have had the time to do that. Yeah, and maybe there's a site that has that stuff listed. I don't know. Rob keeps the uh, the making your thinking cap going. Deion Sanders is known as prime time, but his most used player number twenty one is not a prime number. How should one interpret this incredible lapse? That's pretty funny, actually. No, no comment. I, I completely missed the question. Oh, see, see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was checking my phone. I'm I sorry. Was checking okay. something out. Try again. Uh, Deion Sanders is known as prime time, but his most used player number twenty one is not a prime number. How should one interpret this incredible lapse? Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, the the word prime time is, I guess, when the lights come on. He's it's not about it's not about prime number. It's not, it's not about the number. Yeah, I agree. you're thinking too much, Rob. You're you're trying to think too much. Deion Sanders should. I can't believe he wasn't number one everywhere he went. He, I mean, if anybody should have been number one, it would be Deion. 
Last right. one from Rob. Uh, what is the college football equivalent to the pro fishing scandal where the guys were feeding weights and fish fillets to their fish so they'd weigh more? Did you see this, by the way? No. It kind of took over TikTok on uh, Sunday morning. These guys are in a fishing tournament, and they have been winning fishing tournaments over the past year. And then for some reason, they checked the fish, and the fish were full of, like, lead. They've been fe- they're feeding the fish lead and fish. And and bumping up oh, their weight, wow. and so like ba- people are going nuts. Like th- I think the law is involved. Well, it's got to be because that's. I mean, you Fraud. make money. You yeah. make money off of that. Yeah. So what's the college football equivalent to that? Of of. It would be kind of like um, steroids. I'm thinking probably. like if you had uh, like a roster with like some guys who weren't eligible. Yeah, playing playing guys that aren't supposed to play. Yeah, like some 25, 26 year old guys who maybe have played a little semi pro football or, or had like had a cup of coffee in the NFL. And now you oh, like they, a fake like name they, or something. Oh, like they they they're not eligible like right. to be in school or whatever. Right, like, right, right, right. That's what yeah. I'm thinking. That's that's that would be could be any, any kind of any any kind of like um scandal or whatever that that helps you win a ball game. It's probably yeah. going to be comparable. Great. Guys, you got to lock your questions. I'm not going to ask if they're not locked. We've been doing this long enough. Come on. Uh, the Saul man. What will it take for Will Rogers to be in the conversation for the Heisman? Let's stay four and one. Uh, six more wins. I think that he'll start jumping in if he wins the next two. Well, I mean, it wins is the Heading answer. Into, it's not numbers. It's wins. It is absolutely wins. It's, that's going to be the, the mantra for Mississippi State quarterbacks. For as long as Mike Leach is here, the they will be in the conversation for the Heisman Trophy if they are a contender. Yeah, so that's what that's it's going to take for for air raid players to get the respect they deserve. They're going to have to be a national darling. Um, and I think you know you go into that at Bama game six and one. You're talking about hey, if State wins this game, and people are going to be talking about that. If State wins this game, they're in the playoff picture. That people will start talking about that. And yeah. people will start talking about how, you know, Mike Leach could be coach of the year. Look how funny he is. Oh, we love whenever he puts on the fake mustache like he did at Washington State. Uh, you know, he'll be, a, he'll be the lovable, um, you know, soundbite again. And Will Rogers will be the talk of the, of the college football world. Like, yeah. I, I really believe that will happen if they win these next two games. It'll see. be Minshew mania all over again. Yeah. Also, what is your grill of choice? This is from the Sawman looking at the Pit Boss Pro Series currently. I am a Weber kettle man. I keep it really, really simple. I have a couple of friends who have the Rec Tech uh, pellet grills, and they love them. Yeah, that has become, I guess, very popular recently. The pellet I grill. Saw, yeah. I saw uh, Eric Bischoff was like advertising for it the other day. Kind of random. Easy E has one. I mean, yeah. Um, whenever I get my new house, I think I'm going to go with a, with a pellet grill. Yeah, the Traeger or Pitbull. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go all in. You know, I had that I had that uh, propane grill uh, whenever I was at my other house. I'll tell you I, what, that propane grill is a fantastic piece of equipment, Robbie. You need to keep that. I'm just tired of the, like, I, I've been using one here, and, like, one of the burners isn't bur- burning correctly, so yeah. taking, like, my food's not cooking right. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired of that. So I, I think I'm just going to go go pellet grill the one where you can kind of set your temperature a little bit. Like, I think that's really cool. I think I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go all in. All right. Patrick Swindoll, who uh, had a birthday recently. He, you know, how the way you find out how old he is, he's as big as a Sequoia. You just cut him in half and read the rings. Uh, Rank these sausages and States playing the hogs this weekend. Great question. Kielbasa and Dewey boudin, smoked sausage, breakfast sausage, sausage, and bratwurst. Smoked is number one for me. Is it? Okay, go yeah. ahead. Uh, smoked sausage. I'm going to go um, andouille second for me. Okay. Breakfast sausage. Okay. Boudin. All right. Kielbasa. Mm-hmm. Uh, bratwurst. All right, I'm going I'm not boudin. a big brats fan. I like brats. I'm going boudin, andouille, smoked sausage, bratwurst, breakfast sausage, kielbasa. Is my rankings. Start, starting with the Cajun sausage first. I, I love Cajun sausages, man. 
They're good. Patrick deer, deer sausage should be in there. It should. I love deer sausage. Uh, also from Patrick, do you think Wally's lack of production is a result of better receivers around him, the wide receiver, receiver position he plays, or something else? I thought about this earlier. It's like State had two receivers coming back, Wally and Williams, that caught over 100 passes combined last year. They've just moved on without them. That's how much more talent they've added to that wide receiver room. That they just drop those guys and nobody cares. And it's not, you know, it's not that like they've dropped them. I think those players are not performing as well, and the other players are right. are, right. and it's just it's making it tough. But it's there's been no drop the in production. No, not at all. Uh, if anything, to me, you're seeing more production across the board and more big plays. And I don't know if it's, that's the wide receivers or if it's Will Rogers has gotten better. But, I mean, Ra-Ra Thomas, you know, outside of a couple plays from him himself last year, there weren't many guys doing what he does. Caleb Ducking's doing a lot of what Makai Polk not, doesn't have the sheer volume of catches that, that Polk has, mm-hmm. but he's doing what he did in the red zone. I, yeah. I haven't looked back at the stats, but I'd imagine he's very close to what Makai Polk had done from a touchdown perspective at this point. So, I mean, you're just seeing a lot of different players. Rufus Harvey is – Rufus has kind of taken the place of Austin Williams. Yeah. That kind of security blanket, possession mm-hmm. guy. But he's got a little more break, explosiveness. Has a little more explosiveness. So, I think Rufus is kind of taking the lead there in the slot. Uh, Jaden is going to have to step it up or he's going to get lost. I mean, that's just – we all love Jaden Wally. We want Jaden Wally to be a centerpiece in this offense. But if he doesn't step it up and he's not playing at a higher level, there's going to be players passing. There's too much talent in that room right now. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Steve Vincent, out of everyone to play him, who was the best joker? I would say Heath Ledger. Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, to the to the point that it, it kind of messed it with him mentally. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean that that that's one of the most incredible jobs of being a character that I've ever seen. And the next one would probably be Jim Carrey playing Andy Kaufman. Uh, if you've you need to watch Jim Carrey's. Um, okay, that's doc- what you're saying now. The okay. doc- I'm talking you, about like you threw me becoming- from a big loop there. I got you now. I got you now. Becoming the character. Right, right, right. Um, I got if you. If you haven't seen that documentary, it's on Netflix. I think Jim Carrey. Um, like behind the scenes during that whole thing, like mm-hmm. he got to the point where like he he was he had like a personal uh, rivalry with with uh Jerry Lawler. Yeah, and I think Jerry Lawler actually punched him in the face like okay. on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like he had he had pissed him off that bad. Yeah, and he had, like he was referring Language. to himself as as Andy. I mean, you dude, you've said way worse on here. Yeah. You have. Yeah. You dropped some four-letter words. My mom's not listening, is what I'm saying. My mom, I don't know if my mom is either, but I'm sorry, Mom. All right. Yeah. There comes a time in this. I was like, about? But I finally caught up to you there. There comes a time in a person's life when you get a certain age. No, I, I, I know. This is, this, I is, know. this is who you are, yeah. Ryan. Also from Steve, uh, you guys have the juice. Please challenge Coach Leach to match Will Rogers per touchdown deal. I mean, the challenge is out there. You know, It's up to Coach Leach to answer it. We'll see if he does. I'd like to think he will. I mean, we're, we're looking at possibly $50,000 for Simmons yeah. erosion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Winston Kimmel said, when the SEC gave SEC officiating a Twitter account, what did they think was going to happen? Like, what was the best-case scenario they had in mind? So I remember when they unveiled that at Media Days a few years back, and the whole, pos- the whole process was going to be, every week they were going to show you a couple of plays and explain why the calls were made the way they were. I think it took about two games for the people running that Twitter account to go, our referees are idiots. And if we try to defend this, we're going to look like morons. And so they just gave it up. Pretty much. I mean, I haven't seen anything. They've never, they've never not once had a play where they were like, okay, this is a controversial call. Let's, let's go about and talk about what happened. Never. All they've done is, you know, a couple of times, I think they've sent out a thing about Mississippi State and how yeah. their thing was wrong. And they got and that's screwed. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Winston Kimmel has Mississippi State ever had a team's number the way they have Texas A&M's Kentucky I mean Mullen was what 8-1 and one against Kentucky Arkansas for a little bit 
That state was won four out of five, I think, from Arkansas. 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 19. That's six out of seven they won from Arkansas. So, yeah, it happens. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not ranking seven things, Rob Montgomery. I'm just not. It's too many. Kurt wants to know what our favorite play against AM was. I mean, it's got to be the block field goal, right? Yeah, that's mine. Um, and then That'd the play be. to play to Ra Ra was probably number yeah two. number two. Also from uh from Kurt, notice one publication of the twenty twenty three potential NFL draft list top fifteen players at each position. Only two Mississippi State players were mentioned: Jalen Green and Nathan Pickering. No Crumbity, no Forbes, no Watson, no Sharp. Are you surprised? Well, first off, I would say that the potential NFL draft list right now. They're not going to take underclassmen into account, so that's Forbes. But, I mean, I wouldn't have Crumity in the top 15 defensive tackles. Uh, Nathaniel Watson, I wouldn't have him in the top inside linebackers. Sharp, maybe a little surprised. Top 15 centers, and he wasn't there. That's a little surprising. Yeah, I just, it's, it's kind of premature right now. Yeah, We'll let that play out. Uh, Rob Montgomery, I saw the title of t- t- Tuesday's show and my heart dropped and I went to a little bit of a freak out. Well, this isn't actually a question. For the quickest of seconds, when I saw Will KJ and I flashed back to Costello before I realized what was actually said. Well, there you go. Kyle Wilson, better side dish, mashed potatoes and gravy or rice and gravy? Mashed potatoes for me. It's mashed potatoes and gravy, but rice and gravy is highly underrated. Highly I underrated. like... I like... Just regular rice over rice and gravy. Little, like little the, butter and salt, and that's it. Butter, salt, and pepper. That's I it. like it too. Like, like that. It. Rice like is that and that and pork chops. Yeah. Fried pork chops. Yeah. Love it. Or grilled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheldon Nations, would you rather guarantee for the future of MSU football flawless special teams pay play or a non QB first round pick? Flawless special teams play. If you tell me I can always have mistake-free special teams, you're going to make every field goal you try. You're going to always punt, and it's never going to be returned for a touchdown. I'll take that every day. Don't ever have a block in the back. Yeah. You don't have a flawless. You know, yeah. Yeah. Bad snap. Yeah. I mean, not everything has to be returned for a touchdown, but yeah, flawless. Yeah, I'm taking that. All right. Um, who we got here? Darren. What are our thoughts on the uh, FPI predicted finish? It has State eight and four, dropping the games to Alabama, Georgia, and to Ole Miss. I mean, that, that's what it's going to be, right? I feel I think we, you and I, both feel pretty confident right this second that State's going to win against Arkansas and Kentucky. I don't think we have any confidence that State's going to beat Alabama or Georgia, and then it's just all about the Egg Bowl to go eight wins or nine wins. If State beats Kentucky, I think that's. The uh, the three games you have to worry about the rest of the way. Yeah, Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss. Right, you're not really worried about Auburn, and and then East Tennessee State is is it is what it is. Right, and uh, I mean, if you get into that Ole Miss game and you got eight wins, you got to win it. I mean, you got to win it regardless. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's you're you're talking about taking that next step. That's that's what gets you that next step. Nine nine wins in the regular season. You got an Egg Bowl win. You know, three of your losses were to traditional powers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that LSU team, not as great, but that looks like a team that's probably going to end up with nine or ten wins maybe. Um, so, I mean, that that doesn't look that far off, but you need to win that Ole Miss game. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I, think, I think that you would get a, a little bit of a reprieve by winning eight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more if it was seven games and you lost Ole Miss, but people are still going to be upset with winning eight and losing to Ole Miss. Right. I agree with that. Uh, let's see here. Shelby Beach asks us, will there be any episodes of the B&B show in the near future? We would love to hear from Bob. We'll get him to come home. Uh, I was happy to sit down with him. I would love to do a B&B show with Bob. Yeah. Uh, where, where, is, where is Bob? Is he in Tampa still? Yeah, he's still down there. Living the life. Living the good life. Absolutely. Uh, Tulu not being a slot guy reminds me of Malik Deer not being a running back for Dan Mullen. That's a good point. Can you think of any other players who looked out of place at any other sport at any level? I always thought Chris Jones should have been a defensive end and not a defensive tackle. Yeah. I always thought he would have been better coming off the edge. 
Yeah, I agree. And he's he's listed as a defensive tackle for Kansas City, but doesn't he move outside? He moves a lot, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, when you get him out of that crowded area, mm-hmm. he really becomes a dangerous – Especially when – and I, Bob would remember this, speaking of Bob, I used to rant about having Caleb Yules as the defensive end who never had a sack ever yeah. in his career at Mississippi State, I don't think. Like, it should have put Yules inside and 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 Jones outside. Uh, last one from Shelby. He's got a dad joke for us. A blind man walks into a bar, then a chair, a coffee table, an ottoman, and so on. Nice. I get it. I get it. Uh, Marcus Kelly says, Leach didn't clear his throat after the game when asked about wedding advice. Is clearing the throat just an act for football questions? That would be hilarious if true. If he's just doing that, just just on just, purpose. Yeah. But if you ask him a regular question, like a non-football question, he just goes. We need to test that theory. Well, I don't think – we've had conversations with him outside of that area, outside of a press conference setting. Mm-hmm. I don't remember him clearing his throat. Yeah. So this is – I'm suddenly very intrigued by this. I agree. Also from Marcus, what is the secret beef always hinted at between Robbie and Bob Carskadden? I think that beef has been squashed. Has it not? I thought it was, but, you know, sometimes he'll, he'll drop in with a zinger. A zinger um, is one thing. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's what it used to be. You know, Bob got me on with Bulldog Sports Radio as yeah. an intern several, yeah. several years ago. Yeah. And we never had any issues. And then, like, out of nowhere, he just started, like, dogging me on the show, on Twitter and stuff. And I was like, what, what's happening here? So, you know, at first I was like, I need to get Bob's affection back. What's happened? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, okay, now I'm now I'm really just annoyed by this, so I'm gonna just have the same beef back. So I returned it, and then at some point he left and came back, and we I think we squashed it. Like we gave gave each other a hug. It was a nice, cool moment. And since then, I don't think we've had any issues. There you go. Uh, where are we? The dude says with how well state has run with how well state has run the ball so far, how many rushing yards on the season is too much to expect. I think if you crack a thousand, you're feeling really good. Oh, I think they're going to go over that. All right. Well, let's have a look. Let's take a look they're, at where they are right this I, second. I tweeted out the, uh, the numbers yesterday in comparison to where they were the last two years in the first five games mm-hmm. and state has, Steadily, yeah, they're they're the the running backs have rushed for almost 500 yards already. Yeah, so so you're sitting at 467 with five at five games. So you still got eight games left to play when you consider it. So yeah, you're right. They they should go. They should be closer to like 11, 1200. I mean, they're averaging almost 100 yards a game. 93. Like that's. Do you know this? They're not the worst rushing team in the conference. Who is Kentucky? Really? Yeah. That'll change with Rodriguez. But right now, it's it's that's the way that it is. But still, that is very strange. It is strange. You would not have expected It's, it's their offensive line, I think. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Uh, Ryan Nelson. I went to my... <coughs> excuse me, Ryan. Uh, I went to my first game in a couple of years and was blown away by the campus in Starkville. Why don't people discuss more about the improvements on campus in Starkville? It looked like a new place, especially the Cotton District. Man, we yeah, I, here? I, we we. I mean, we're doing our part. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, th- this whole notion that Starkville is a dump and all that stuff—you're just an idiot if you if you use that at this point. Starkville is a solid, solid college town. It's not, it's not you know anything spectacular in comparison to um, you know these big cities or whatever. But as far as college towns go, it's a really good college town. Yeah, and if you're if you're trashing it and you've actually been here, well, you're just doing that just to just to do it, because you can go to at least four or five great restaurants during a weekend's time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can enjoy some fun sporting events, go to a nice bar, have some uh, fun with some people. There's not a whole lot of attractions outside of the university, but that's kind of right. what makes it special. Right, I agree. Uh, 
Also uh, from Ryan, how much does the music improvements and student participation add to Davis Wade Stadium being a tough place to play? It's 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 a huge piece of the puzzle. It's getting the fans involved, and and the music is what does that. You have if you're playing crappy music, people do not get fired up. Right. It's just that simple. Which uh, I think I, I think this has really, in it's really improved this year. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's a thanks Rhett situation all the way around, but I mean, I mm-hmm. think he has a lot to do with it. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Hunter Bolware says, rank these breakfast items: biscuits and syrup, waffles and syrup, pancakes and syrup. I don't do biscuits and syrup. I don't. So. No, I mean, I've I've done it before, but it just doesn't. Work. If I'm going to do syrup substance, I'm doing molasses. If I, want, if I want something sweet on a biscuit, I'll put jelly on it. I don't. Yeah, I, it's it's jelly for me. Yeah, but there is a, pancakes, biscuits would be my rank. If you know, there there are times where if I have molasses, like get some good molasses available, mm-hmm. I'll put some molasses on the biscuit. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. But oh, it's delicious, dude. Um, especially those 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 like tiny biscuits, like mm-hmm. the the hard tiny ones. Yeah, I forget what they're called, but those were incredible. But Hope we have waffles I'm, at the uh, game this week. Yes, I'm. I'm doing waffles, pancakes, biscuits. All right, we're on the same page. Then. Uh, let's see here, Doctor Tim Watley, DDS. Uh, he asked me a Chelsea question. That Connor Gallagher goal was fantastic. Uh, smallest injury that's more annoying: a busted lip that reopens every time you open your mouth, or when you bite your mouth and keep biting it every time you eat. I'm dealing with that right now. I got like right here. And the inside of my lip, I just keep catching it, and it's driving me insane. I think I bit the middle of my lip, like when I was sleeping or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of swollen today. Yeah, so that, that that's easy. That's my that's my answer uh, for that one. Brad Baxter, if State and Tennessee were to play today at a neutral site, who would you pick? Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee. They're a better team. Um, I just don't know. I I, th- I think they would score a lot of points, and you know, can can State be consistent enough on offense? Yeah. Also from Brad, how much will CBS try to overhype their doubleheader this Saturday with Auburn, UGA, and A and M Bama? I mean, I guess that's, a, that's a bad doubleheader. Bad doubleheader. They, I mean, it, and honestly, they got screwed. I mean, normally those are great games, but they're just not this year. But they should have known two weeks ago. Well, they you, they knew with Auburn, A and M, you could have hoped was going to beat State, and and uh, had had made that. But there's been so. Play. I mean, they, they haven't been good on offense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you could see it coming. Oh, I know. I know. All right. Um, Will Stanford says, here we go. The idea for the two brothers smoked meats is good. Can we call it the wing raid? Sure. Works for me. So it's so you get like a little air raid siren on your on your thing and you just hit it and it starts playing, and that's when they know to bring <laughs> you more wings. Uh let's see here. Uh Chad Harrington, given the issues that Georgia has had the past two weeks, do you think it's an anomaly or do you think they will struggle going forward? Have you seen anything that make you feel better about our matchup with them? I mean, I don't think they're unbeatable, but it's going to be a tough, tough game for Mississippi State. I think it's more of an anomaly, but I think they're going through some growing pains a little bit right now. I don't really know what the issue is, but they're not playing well. Right. If they if they play like they did against Missouri, State's winning that game. They can win the game, but if they play against yeah. play like they played against Oregon, State's going to lose by four touchdowns. It's hard to know. We'll, we'll see what happens this week. Yeah, if they if you know if they come out and just stomp a mud hole in Auburn, yeah, then okay, they're back. Uh, Ed Cuccia asks: This weekend, I am bringing my wife to her first state SEC game. Can you advise on the top event not to miss and the one thing to avoid? Well, the uh, the top thing not to miss is the game. Don't miss it. Right. Like this is what you were just saying. This like there's not a lot of events, right? I mean, there's some stuff going on. They're doing Midnight Madness this week, right? Over at the mm-hmm. McCarthy Gym. So if you're into basketball, that'll be fun. But it's more about just you know walking through the junction, walking around campus. You know, there's definitely a lot of great restaurants to hit in town. But as far as events go, I wouldn't have one. Yeah, the game is is the event. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Only a couple questions left. Matt Caldwell, Robbie, with our Steelers looking a dismal start, is it time to move on from from Mike Tomlin? I, I've been going back and forth with that for several years. And in one hand, I look at it as he's been the most consistent coach in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
he's the only coach that has never had a losing season. Right. That's going to change this year. But on the other hand, I'm just I'm kind of tired of this same old thing. I mean, it's, the Steelers have one of the most exciting wide receiver cores in the league with Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, George Pickens, and those guys. Pat Fryermuth is a really good tight end. They're just wasting it. The offense is awful. Mm-hmm. And I could have told them Matt Canada was going to be bad after watching him yeah. at uh, at LSU. Not a great coach. So, so uh, And they decided to give him the reins, and it's just been bad. The offensive yeah. line's not good. Quarterback play's bad. So I don't know. I mean, I, I love Mike Tomlin, but th- there's there's been a couple more Super Bowls there to be had, and they haven't been close. Yeah. All right, Mangum Cafe, how tight was the window to Rufus Harvey on the third down play? Tight like a tiger. Damn I was going to say the same thing. Tight like a tiger. We're on the same page. Uh, would you rather face a DeGrom fastball or a Kershaw curveball? I'm not hitting either one, so let's go with the curveball. Yeah, the fastball might hit me in the head or I something. Away, in 90, yeah. 99. Yeah. I, I'll just face the curveball. Yeah. Who has the better color combo, Georgia or Georgia Tech? Georgia. It's not close. Georgia. Red and black. Black and red. Yeah. Uh, last one here from Winston Woodard. Has there ever been a time where the SEC looked more even than now? If State plays like they did against A&M, I could see them playing close with everyone in the conference. It does seem that, for for the most part, Alabama and Georgia are just a little closer to everybody this year than they have the past couple of years. They're just not as consistently dominant. Right. They have they have some lulls. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, Especially now, when with Alabama, that said, they're like, undefeated you think right they now. would be, yeah, you know, with Bryce Young, but they just don't have this. They, they didn't have the overlap of Bryce Young with all those elite receivers. Like now they're they're trying to figure out new receivers and it's just it's just a work in progress. They're still good enough to beat everybody, but it, they're not that dominant force that they've been in years past. Yeah, I agree. There you go. All right. We will dive more into Arkansas tomorrow. I'm talking with Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com. We'll talk to him to get a little more inside info on the Razorbacks and Robbie and I start giving you our thoughts on that game, and then we'll get ready. Uh, for the Friday show preview playmakers and predictions. Thanks for listening to today's Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. He's Robbie Falk. See you. Mississippi Media Production.